Sky Weather permitting, the Yanks and Orioles will play the uh, rubber match. We'll see if they get in. Uh, rainy day in uh, Baltimore, and their manager joins us now. Buck, welcome. How are you? Mike, how are we looking? Good, Buck. Uh, you know what? Interesting game last night. Uh, just did you another, watch it? it yeah, I watched every minute of it. Uh, just really? Another, just what time another, did you have to get up this morning? Uh, I actually, my kids, you know, uh, oh, you yeah. know, my twins, Buck, I still got to put them on a school bus. So, you know, I, I, got, <laughs> up, I got up early. So, But the bottom line <laughs> is I watched it and watched the post game. And I tell you, uh, you know, it was it was a it was an interesting game. And when he walked them, and here came uh, Machado and... Machado's saying, hey, if you can't get that fastball over the plate, I'm looking for the big curve, and he got one and got a hanger, and he sure took care of it, that's for sure. Heck of a player. He really is. Yeah, we're lucky to have him. A lot of, uh, a lot of things happen. You know, the bullpen did a great job. Well, your job. bullpen did an amazing job. I mean, that's, that's it. I mean, you kept them off the board after the, after the early outburst. I mean, five and two-thirds scoreless against their lineups a heck of a day. Well, I tell you, their bullpen, they, they run so many quality arms out there, and um, it's just one after another, and you know September baseball this time of year. It's just uh, you pick your poison because the matchups just aren't there. Because you, there's so many things you can counteract. We're not going to get into September baseball. No, I know how you feel. Listen, I totally agree with you about it. I've even had the uh, commissioner in here and said and and talked about what you brought up uh, to him, and you know he even was agreeable. He said, "Oh, you know, believe they, they, yeah. not, he's tried everything. Yes, he, I think he's a big proponent of it." And, you know, there's so many people talk about things, but they don't have solutions. They just complain about things. So, you know, you need to have a alternative plan. But it's maybe next agreement. You know, the union had uh, their reasons, I'm sure, and uh, just weren't able to, to get it done. But uh, it is what it is. It's a great way to earn a living. It just puts a lot of, uh, you know, stress on some things. It's a different It's a different game in September. There's four times you manage. There's spring training. You manage one way regular season. September and then the postseason, so you got to be ready for all of them. And your team is, you know, as as played well. I mean, I know that the you know the other day probably weren't happy with the Yankees coming in late and winning that game, but you know what, your team has played well of late. They've been playing good baseball, and uh, I know Machado's been leading the way, but you've uh, the team's been playing very good baseball of late. Well, they're not the only team that has, you know, we all have tales of woe with travel, oh, and absolutely, and what have you. I mean, it's just part of it. Nobody wants to hear you. And they don't complain about it. They know, heck, they get picked a lot to play those Sunday night games. We've got one coming up in Cleveland. Right. But, you know, people working 9-5 to five don't want to hear us complain about a schedule or sleep or whatever. It's it's part of the job description. They're a good team. I mean, they uh, and they added some good pieces like they always do with, uh, you know, Sonny Gray and uh, Robertson and Frazier and so on. But that's just that's part of it when you're you're playing against them in Boston and, and good teams. And, um it's a challenge. It's a challenge. Tell me about Scopes. You know, talk about a player that people haven't talked about. What has been, you know, first of all, how good he's been. We know, I yeah. mean, his numbers are just staggering. And what's really gone on with him this year? I mean, what a tremendous season he's had. I know he showed signs last year. He had, the, he had a lot of doubles, a lot of homers. But now this year, this is, a, this is a tremendous season he's had this year. Well, John's such an easy guy to pull for. He's got a great personality. He smiles easily. He's very approachable all the time, regardless of what's going on with him in a game. Uh, he cares about winning. He's just, uh, um, you know, he and Manny have been together since they started out, and there's a real bond there. And, uh, you know, they feed off each other in a certain way. But John graduated to being able to hit third and not getting out of himself. He's been, 
selective. And I said, John, you're not sneaking up on anybody. They know how good you are. But the thing that separates him, he's, I mean, he's in the MVP. Uh, I've been talking about it for a month or so. Yep. You've got to talk about John in it because the way he plays defense, I mean, he impacts the game on both sides of the ball. There's nobody turns a double play uh, better than John Scope. And the weapon he brings is a you know a plus plus arm on relays and he makes up so much ground on with his arm and you know, john plays every day he's a very uh, uh durable player who likes posting up you know he likes being a part of a team and uh, working towards a goal together and it's just been a lot of fun to watch him uh, come into his own yeah, these Curacao guys, huh? You got Didi, yeah. who I know, uh, you know, was born in the Netherlands, but played in Curacao. You got Scope, was a Curacao. I, the only guy I ever remember who was any. I remember Bam Bam Mulins was from there, but the yeah, guy who was Simmons. good. Andrew Jones was from there, right? He's the, he's the good one from there. Andrelton Simmons. Oh, yeah, I he's mean, from there too. Okay. okay. Oh yeah, there's there's two or three more, and and I got to tell you, it's, this is not a very big part part a uh, parcel of land. No, that's not at all. Out. Yeah, it's a little place. And. uh and there's a there's a great kinship with them, and you know Hensley uh, managed the Netherlands team and Tilly's team in the World Baseball Classic, and and I was lucky to have him in the minor leagues. But it's just been fun to watch these guys, uh, you know, develop and really really great person. And John's a guy that everything's about his family. Every penny he makes, it's about making his family's path easier. And he just uh, not a lot of pretense about him. He doesn't care about cars and clothes and houses. John just wants to be treat people like he'd like to be treated. Believe me, he's a guy that's real easy to pull for, and anybody that doesn't know him should pull for him. And I tell you, he, he's probably been the best-kept secret in baseball this year because the numbers are just, they really are, are just unbelievable. And you mentioned the defense. So there's a guy who was, as you said, MVP candidate playing who people don't talk about very much. Tell me about today's pitcher, uh, if you play, with Gossman, who's been really good. I think only one start's been a little shaky in the last 10. He's had a lot of t- really very impressive starts. What's been going on with him? Well, it's really been helpful in a time of need. God's to step forward. It's all you know. It's been about his fastball command, and uh, he's really worked hard with that with Roger McDowell. And, and God's has taken it to another level for us. And uh, once he was able to lock that in, uh, you know, the whole world opened up to him because uh, if you have to cheat to velocity and to location, it really opens up a lot of other pitches for you. So, and he's and he's been able to be consistent too. Yeah, and that's big for us because, you know, we've had our challenges from a starting pitching standpoint. Right. And, uh, and we're trying to make sure we get the proper rest for Dylan Bundy for for short-term and long-term. So, you know, having guys sitting there and, you know, he's leading the American League in starts, that tells you about his durability. And he's, got, he's up there in a lot of categories, too. I mean, he's you know, performance-wise, he's pitched pretty well. So is Bundy. Bundy's had a good year. Yeah, Kevin's never given in, and Dylan. Dylan's just, uh, you know, he's a very mature beyond his years. And when you've had something taken away from you like he did with the injury, you know, a lot of people thought Dylan was, was the best high school prospect they ever saw. And, you know, he's evolved into so much more of a pitcher. He can still go get it when he needs to. And I think he's got a lot of a lot of confidence and faith in, in that we're going to do what's best for him physically. And uh, he's, he's just very mature in his approach to, uh, his arm, he's figured out that more is not better all the time, and he'd be great to teach a class to some of these high school kids that uh, some of these coaches don't don't monitor properly. Well, I tell you, uh, you know, the the amazing thing, and I, I was playing uh, golf with an orthopedic surgeon the other day, and I said to him, uh, we were talking about injuries, and I said, I don't know what it is, but it just seems to me, growing up watching baseball, 
Baseball players just didn't get hurt like they get hurt now. I mean, it's amazing how many, and I'm not just even talking about the pitchers, the power pitchers. So many muscle pulls, obliques, hamstrings, this, that, shoulder separations, etc. I don't know if it's too much weight training. I don't know if it's too much baseball. I don't know what it is, but someone's got to figure out why everybody keeps getting hurt in baseball. Well, the velocity of, of pitchers is going up every year, the average velocity, and there's a price to pay for that. You know, the good Lord didn't intend you to put your arm over your head and jerk it down violently 100 times every fifth day. So the, the, and the off time, and there's so many repetitions in our game, and there's so many more swings taken by hitters with the obliques. There's so many, there's almost facilities and stuff. You think guys are swinging too much? Oh, I, I, I think, you know, it's, if they're not outside, they're in the cage. I think sometimes the, the best thing that goes on with a lot of these guys is the downtime. Gotcha. You know, when the off season's over, you know, and some of the best development of players is about a month after the season's over, they kind of are able to step back because we get so close to it. And it's such a game of routine. you got to be careful about the routine not being good. And, you know, I, more is not always better. And But we've created so many avenues for there to be more there if they want it. Do you think there's too much weight training in baseball? you think people lift too many weights? You know, you know Mike, I'm real careful about getting into things I don't know about, and I do feel like I, I know just from being around a lot of it. You know, we, We're very careful about monitoring. A lot of it's about maintenance. When you get beyond maintenance, right. then, then you got a problem when you're trying to build muscle more, more during yeah. the season. And uh, you know, it's, you know, Brady Anderson runs our department, does a great job with it, and you know, he you know, he has the, the guts to say no sometimes. You know, so every once in a while, it's about maintenance, about playing the game. And uh, But there's such a return for strength in our game, you know, whatever you want to say, financially or whatever. So, yes. You know, it's, it's, until they stop, until they start penalizing people for strikeouts or well, low batting average, then it's, it's going to continue. Well, listen, power pitching and power, I mean, it's, yeah. it, that's basically it. All it's now about is exit velocity and how fast you throw the baseball. I oh, mean, that's Mike, it. You'll go two weeks, three weeks sometime before you see a hit and run play. I mean, <laughs> that's it's, true. It's a different game. Well, it is. And if you don't adjust to it, you know, you can't make something that's not there. You just can't make somebody steal a base when it's just not there. The pitchers are better at holding runners. The catchers throw as well as ever. And now with instant replay, we're seeing that a lot of these guys that are called safe are really out. And oh, which we sure are. Yes. It's, putting, it's putting a premium on tagging. You know, J.J. Hardy's the best tagger I've ever seen, and he's really helped John Scope. You know, two really good taggers. I can't tell you how many outs we get over the course of the season just because of their ability to tag. We're talking with Buck Showalter, and you know what else, Buck, I tell you that I miss is outfield. When I was a kid, I used to love to watch the guys throw in the outfield when they would do fielding drills and then have the guys throw to each base and throw home before they ran off the field. And And we haven't seen a guy throw the ball. I haven't seen a guy throw a ball at a game before a game on the field in in probably 10 years. You need to come to our batting practice. Wayne Kirby, our outfield coach and first base coach, they throw to – they throw the target every day. And they do, they really? A long one hop, but it's during batting practice. You know, we talk all the time about dry humping pitchers where you get them up, get them down, get them up, get them down, get them up, and then you can't bring them in a game. That's how you get guys hurt and they get wear and tear. But yet we have been willing in the past to do that with the position players. They get their arm completely loose and hot for batting practice. Then they sit down for an hour and a half. Then they come back out and uh, they get it loose for what used to be infill outfield. Right. Then, then they go back in and they sit around for a while again. Then they go out and they get it hot again. For the game, that's three ups and downs. And we found that, like, when was the last time, though, Michael, on the flip side, you saw an outfielder or infielder miss a game because of a sore arm? Not they in a long ha- time. It used to happen all the time. So, 
some of this stuff, when people say, why are we doing this? You look at it and go, that's stupid. Why are we doing that? You know, getting outfielder and infielder and catcher's arms. We bring our catchers about every third or fourth day and have them throw. But the outfielders, that's why you see arm strength of outfielders go down, grades go down in the big leagues because guys just don't throw. So you've got to create that environment to maintain arm strength. Interesting, uh, because you know you—it's it, really you don't you don't you really don't see a premium. You, you know, there's so much of the game that you don't see any. You mentioned the hit and run, but there's so many things in the game that we used to see nuances where yeah. you just don't see anymore. I, I think you know? what we've done—we've identified how precious outs are. Bunning, you know, outs. Guys don't want to go first or third and take a chance in a lot of cases yep. uh, because. because Outs are precious. Those 27 outs just don't go away. And, you know, whether it's an analytical thing or just knowing your team and the way things work, uh, and power runs all the way through the lineups in the American League. I mean, you got eight, nine old hitters hitting 20, 25 home runs in double A AA and triple A. So, you know, the, the big innings always there in American League, where the National League, you know, there's usually enough, there's a couple outs in the lineup where you can stay away from the big inning. It's it's also the parks too because let's be honest, any park that's built now is usually conducive to the home run anyway. So I mean that's pretty much very rarely do you see a park. But well, you know what, Mike? You know? Some of the ballparks that we remember as being pitcher friendly are not anymore. Right. I mean Toronto when they first opened that place up, that was a canyon. You know now it's you know the ball flies out of there. There's I don't I don't get into conspiracy theories, but uh, I'm going to give credit to the players just being better. And if you don't think the players are better than they've ever been, then then I'm sorry. Uh, oh, I think are. all I think all athletes are. I think they always I, get better. Yeah, I think I mean, every yeah, sport they get those, better. But those guys were the best ever at that time. Yep. I mean, our medicine gets better, cars get better, everything gets better. The problem is the human body can just go so far. I think that's where some of the injuries come. You know, everybody's always it's a very competitive place. These are the best players in the world, and if you're not working, they think around the clock, twelve months a year, and through that, through those reps and and those. Uh, uh, just so many repetitions comes the risk of injury because the human body can just take the, what we do to these guys, what we do up here and into the coaches and managers or whatever for eight months, seven days a week. It's borderline. Uh, I just wish people could go through it and understand, you know, how challenging it is for these guys. We're talking about Buck Show. Will, will, will there be a game tonight, Buck? Is the weather promising or bad? Well, they said that. You know, last night we found a window around nine nine thirty. Nobody likes to do it. Nobody wants to play a doubleheader. You know, we both have an off day. Yep. I think New York's going to Texas. We're going to Cleveland, and uh, um, I'd say fifty fifty. I think we're going to try to play if it's there, and you know, we'll make that update as we go. But it changes this close to the Chesapeake Bay. Weather comes in and out a lot. How about the Indians, huh? I mean, they just demolished the Yankees when they came in, beat them a doubleheader, beat them the next day. I mean, really and just... the Yankees are really, really good. And they, they killed them. Cleveland, they killed watching them. Cleveland, and, you know, I think Terry's one of the best managers around, and he's got such a great piece team. There's so many great pieces there, and he knows how to use them, and um, they're going to be hard to beat for anybody. And, uh, you know, the schedule... You know, everybody's got their tale of woe about the schedule, so nobody wants to hear. Thirteen games, but you know what? I like the wild card because I like the idea that there's so many teams. Do you like the the idea? Forget whether the one game is right. The idea of having that many teams this close, where you guys and Minnesota and Texas and Tampa and Seattle and Kansas City are all bunched up a couple of games apart, you know, trailing the Angels. I think that's good this time of year. I think it's fun to have all those teams bunched up. Well, you know, Mike, the uh, first American League wild card team was the New York Yankees in 95. Yep. And, and all we got for it was a cap with a card on the top of it. Yes. 
<laughs> and, and it was a thrilling series, we five, which I don't we want were, to relive, but it was yeah, a think, thrilling series. I think there were five or six teams ahead of us, five and a half games out, uh, going into uh, uh, late August. So you can't look at the teams and start scoreboard watching because there's just too many options and variables there. you got to put your nose down and try to figure out a way to beat the Yankees tonight. Yeah, basically that's it. But you know what? I think it's good to have all these teams that close this late in the season. I think it, you know, it gives you a little life in all these cities. You know, it's yeah, fun. There's so, there's so many things we stop and critique, whether it be replay or whatever, but it, it, it's all better. I mean, the, the, the playoff system's better than it's ever been. The replay's only getting better and better. It writes so many wrongs. It also tells you how hard this game is to umpire and how many things they do get right. And uh, and it's actually, I, I tell you, it's helped balls and strikes. It really has as much as we complain about it on one pitch, but they've also looked at 120 pitches that they've gotten correct. Give me the guy who's had a good year for your buck that people might not notice, who, who's really you know been an unsung hero for you this year. Uh, Wellington Castillo has really come on. We've got We're going to end up with almost 30 home runs out of our catching position between him and Caleb, and he's really... Uh, very quietly, really come on for us, and uh, that's been big for us. And, you know, Adam Jones has done his same thing. He's posted up six or seven. I mean, you're talking about a return for That's a guy you can always trust with a contract because he loves to compete. He loves to play, and uh, he's he's just been uh, a pleasure to watch the way he competes every night, and uh, it's been fun to watch. And you've been uh, – and how do you feel about your Mississippi State team this year? Uh, you ready for the LSU game next week? Well, they, they've got uh, this week. They got they, they got this easy touch. They got, next week, uh, no, no, no. They next got, week they got they LSU. Might. Come on now, easy. They got they, this. Is the team will sneak up on why they're playing them on the road. I don't. I don't know. I don't like. If you've been around Louisiana early in the year, you don't like playing those teams you should beat early in the year because they're not into their second team linemen. When you go into Alabama and and LSU second team linemen, you still got these four and five star guys. These small schools when they go to their second team linemen, that's where they get in trouble. So early in the season, they got. Everybody operating. Buck loves his Mississippi State team, which he does. So listen, uh, enjoyed it. Thanks for a couple minutes. It's fun watching you guys, uh, and uh, hopefully we'll do it again tonight, Buck. I'm looking forward to it. Okay, Mike. Thanks Thank for you, Buck, me. very much. All right, Buck Showalter, as the uh, he says, fifty fifty. They'll give it a chance tonight to play. Uh, Buck, as you know, loves his Mississippi State team. That's 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 his that's his love uh, when the in the off season. Um, uh, Tonight, we'll see. It's uh, Gray against Gossman. Now, they both have an off day tomorrow. Bucks going to Cleveland. The Yankees are going to Texas. I think they would play there tomorrow if they don't play tonight. They sure don't want to start tonight and stop. Buck gave you a 50-50 for tonight. Last night, they started late. The game went late into the night, and we know what happened. As with two outs in the ninth, uh, Batances walked the leadoff batter which was Beckham, and then, you know, which you knew was a problem, and then hung a curveball in the eyes of Manny Machado, who hit it about, uh, I guess, about four and a quarter uh, for his second home run of the game and a 7-6 win for the Orioles last night. And that, and that race right now, the Yankees lead the wild card by, they're three and a half behind the Red Sox. They lead the wild card by two and a half games over the Angels. Uh, the Angels, you know, went out, if you didn't notice, the Angels went out and got Upton. They went out and got Phillips. They went out and got some players to put in that lineup. Now, I thought they got too many right-handed hitters, but, you know, uh, that's what they did. They went up, They got a lot of right-handed hitters on that team. But they went out and got some guys to add to the team. They're five games over. 
and they've done a really good job. Their front office has done a good job. Sosha, of course, you know he's going to do a good job. They lead Minnesota by a half game. Twins have lost three in a row. They lead the Orioles by one. They Remember, the Yankees lead the Angels by two and a half. Then the Angels lead Minnesota by a half. Baltimore by one, Texas by two, Tampa by two and a half, Seattle by three, Kansas City by three. So that's one, two, three, four, five, six teams on the outside looking in, trying to knock on the door for the Angels and the Yankees. So the Yankees right now are three games in front of Minnesota, two and a half in front of the Angels, and about six games in front of about six teams, some of which they will see, including Texas, who they will see this weekend in Texas. And you know what that means? That means plenty of offense. You know, Texas has got it. Texas is a game over 500. They're trying to fight their way. And then the Yankees go to Tampa. And Tampa, with all their woes, are still in it at 70 and 70. Uh, and they'll see them. And the Yanks will come home and see some more teams that are in it, including the Orioles, including the Twins. Remember, the Yankees, after they play these next two series, play tonight, hopefully, and then the next two series in Texas and in Tampa, will then play 14 of their last 17 games at home, where they have been very good this year. So they'll have that advantage. The Red Sox have the easiest schedule. The Yankees have the games in their building. Back after this.